right. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Real Estate Market Minute. My mission is to help you better understand the latest trends in the U.S. real estate market and share with you my analysis and industry expertise. I want to help you gain an advantage and feel confident whenever you're buying and selling real estate. I'm your host, Mark Salib. I'm a passionate real estate professional, advisor, and investor, and love what I do. DM me on Instagram at the Salib Group or send me an email, Mark, at the Salib Group.com. All right. I think we've solved it. We have solved this conundrum of why housing supply is so low. Uh, so if you're out there and you're looking to purchase real estate as an investor buyer of real estate, uh, and you're wondering, hey, what's going on? Why is supply so limited? And I'm going to tell you the three main factors. And then I'm going to tell you what what has to happen. Basically, all three have to come around to create more inventory and to just create a more normalized market, one in which there's you know, what we remember, you know, that that you know, plenty of choices and, you know, you didn't have to rush to a decision. As a purchaser, you could take that time. I think these are the three things that are causing it and these are the three things that need to change. So here's the one that I don't think people realize. And, you know, we talk about the, the lack of construction, although lately we're seeing significant new construction of homes. Um, but if you look back, if you look way back, to the 1970s, all the way till today, and you just look at single-family housing units completed, okay, what you'll notice is right around 2007, 2008, especially right after 2008, you'll see for years, years, from 2008 all the way to almost 2020, um, you just, there was very little construction going on. About a 14-year span where builders just did not build enough homes. And that goes all the way back to, you know, that housing crash from 2008 in which it just changed everything. It changed the industry. It it took away a lot of the construction companies that went under. It took a lot. It froze a lot of people. It made people fearful to build anything for a while because it was a difficult time. And a lot of, uh, you know, when you talk to some of these construction companies that just, you know, they didn't last because a lot of the construction workers had no work. So they went into another field, they went and did another job, and, you know, ultimately it was hard to get them back. So for a very long time, okay, there was just no construction going on, and we just haven't caught up to that, you know. And we're just now starting to look at, I would call it average, where we're constructing enough homes this year where we're back at that you know, what is the average amount per year going back to 1970? Okay, so that's one. Two, the mortgage rate, I like to call it the mortgage rate lock-in effect. And I've talked about this before where homeowners just don't see the point. What am I going to move for to get a higher mortgage rate on the next home? Um, and so they're not going to sell their own home because they got to go somewhere, right? Uh, listen to this, 70.7% of mortgage rates are less than 4%. 4% interest, that is, on the 30-year fixed. Less than 4%. That's 70.7%. Less than 4%. That is unbelievable. So what happened was, you know, there was a lot of uh, refinancing going on during those years, anywhere from 2020 to 2022, when rates were so low. Many, many homeowners refinanced to rates under 4%. And, you know, even beyond that, uh, the, you know, if you, if you, if I, if I zoom out to 90%, 90% of mortgage rates are 5% or less, 
Okay, so imagine. I mean, it's it's just there's no way, right? So so you got people locked into the rate. You got people locked into the home. They just don't want to leave that terrific interest rate on what is an incredible value for an incredible asset, really. Um, why would you let that go? Now, here's another one, and here's the third and final. People are staying in their homes longer. Now, you can say that's a direct effect of the, int- of the lock-in interest rate thing that I mentioned. And you can also say that's a direct effect of the lack of inventory, right? Because if you've got nowhere to go, you're just going to stay put because you don't have a lot of choices. So, but this does, you know, there, there's an effect here, right? So if you look back to 2010, uh, if you take sort of the average tenure of how long folks were living in their homes from 2010 to 2022, uh, the average is about 9.3 years. But if you go back to 1985 through 2009, you'll find that on average people stayed in their homes for 6.1 years. So there's a significant move in the number of years people are staying in their homes. Okay, and and when they stay, they don't sell, they don't put inventory out there, right? That's really the effect. Now again, first two things ultimately may have a cause on, but we don't really know, right? We don't know if it's specifically that. I don't have that data, but I can tell you that if my rate is really low, um, you know, my interest rate is really low and I got nowhere to go, I'm probably going to stay in my home, right? So, so what needs to happen? So all these, all three of these need to happen. And what's going to go on with them is this. We're starting to see new construction. That's helping, okay? Because I think what's going to make somebody move? Well, hey, a brand new home. Maybe I'm in an old home that, you know, I don't want to be in anymore. I'm tired of fixing it up. I'm tired of doing this and that. I just want a new construction. I'll take a higher rate. I'll go ahead and get out of this house, go to another. Maybe that works, okay? What else is going to work? Well, that that takes care of one of them. That takes care of the first one. The second one, the mortgage rate lock. Well, that's we know the, the interest rates have to come down, right? Rates have to come low enough, which I think is around that. I always said that high five, low six range. When they get there, I think enough people are going to get curious and say, yeah, you know what? I might do something now, you know? Um, but that's going to have to happen. And then, you know, we're just... I think both of those will affect how long people stay in their homes. And as I've said before, if you don't have anywhere to go, you're not really going to sell your home to try to you know, go somewhere else because there's no option. So when more inventory comes online and people go, wow, there is a really good place I can go to. Now I do want to sell my home because I there's options out there. You need more options for people who want to leave their home in the first place, right? So... I think all those will kind of impact each other. But that's what has to happen to get to, I would say, just a normal type of market, just a basic normal, uh, you know, where the month supply isn't so significantly swayed to being a seller's market. It's just a more average, you know, what, what we're used to. All right, that's it for me today. As always, if you have questions and need advice about your situation, DM me on Instagram at the Salib Group. Um, I will try to post what I just talked about there, and I might also send this in the emails. If you want to be on the email list, go ahead and, and shoot me a DM or an email. Just say to add me to the list, and I'll send all this stuff in a graphical format for you too. Uh, don't forget to leave a rating for the show. Subscribe. Help to others find the show and be informed and educated about the market just like you. See you on the next Real Estate Market Minute podcast. 